1430 and Talk 96.7 present Ask the Preacher with your host, Jonathan Freed. This is a call-in talk show where you can have your Bible questions answered. And it's sponsored by Believer's Fellowship Church. Believer's Fellowship Church is located in North Lakeland on North Socrum Loop Road. Welcome to Ask the Preacher. It is a beautiful Friday out there so far. I don't think we got any rain yet. A couple clouds on the way in here, but it is nice. And uh, this is Ask the Preacher, but we're going to be talking about something today. It's uh, something that you, we probably don't talk about too often. I'm going to give you my background story and, and explain what we're talking about. The phone number to call in and have your questions answered or join in on the conversation is 863 682 1430. You can also go to askthepreacher.com. And uh, today we're going to be talking about business with the bifurcated or dual economy, parallel economies that uh, is already upon us. And the fact that more people who love freedom and liberty are going to be ostracized and excommunicated from many um, left-leaning establishment, uh, woke Places like uh, PayPal and Amazon and so on and so forth. Um, it is vitally important that you not only know how to make your business successful, um, but you use the biblical methods and principles that horrible organizations have been using for decades now. Use those principles which are found in the Bible to grow your business. So I'm going to give you a little backstory about who I am, what I do. You've probably heard me before on here. You know I'm a nerd. You know I love the Bible. You know I love to put on my theologian's cap. But I own a company called, and I use that term own loosely. It's really God's company. And the story of how it came about is really interesting. But we don't have time today. we got to get to really good stuff. I, I own this company called Polk Technology Solutions, and what we are is we're a brand strategy agency. We help companies grow. What I like to tell people is I'm kind of a doctor for businesses. Uh, if your business, if your company, if your nonprofit, uh, if your organization of any kind is having a problem, we come in, we listen, we diagnose, we help prescribe solutions that actually work and resolve not only the root cause of your problem, but help your organization grow to the next level. We've worked with organizations that are international. We helped strategically plan the first industrial eco-district on the Eastern Seaboard, a multi-billion dollar project. Uh, we help nonprofit organizations of two people. Uh, so we are all over the board. We go where God tells us to go, but the methods and the principles that we teach, they work. They work for these what I'll call godless organizations like Microsoft and Adidas and, you know, whatever other organization out there that's supporting uh, abortions and, and all these other godless efforts. It's the same principles and literally the same exercises that these folks use. They're based out of biblical principles, and we are now teaching them to God's people. And uh, how do I know that it's the same practice? Because that's where I learned it from. 
the people who facilitate the exercises for these trillion dollar companies. We have so much to talk about today. So if you own a business, if you're thinking about starting a business or a side hustle, or if you have a nonprofit, an organization of some kind, or even if you just work in a mom and pop shop that you don't want to see go under and you think, oh, maybe this could help them and I'll give them some pointers or some suggestions, grab a notepad, take some notes, call in with your questions. We're going to go over some principles. Now, every situation is different, but I'm going to give you these general principles and we're going to tackle it. One resource I want everybody to have is I want you to have a web page that we put together today. It's not a sales web page. I hate with a passion. You see these advertisements where people are like, you know, I'm, I'm a guru and I'm going to teach you and sign up for the seminar and you sign up for the seminar. And at the end of it, they, they talk a whole lot of inspirational junk and then they want you to buy, you know, some kind of a, a course or buy some kind of whatever. We're not doing any of that. This is, this is not a sales thing. I don't care if you do business with me. I was called to give biblical principles to God's people so that they can make lots of money. And the reason for that is out of Proverbs 13.22. It's one of my favorite verses in the Bible. In Proverbs 13.22, it says that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous and a good man leaves an inheritance for his children. So one of the things that we're going to talk about is money and God's view of this tool. But I want you to take to heart that verse, Proverbs 13, 22, the wealth, not just the temporary money. Wealth is not just a dollar bill. Wealth is something different. If you got money, you can buy a car. If you got wealth, you don't have to worry about buying the car. You just go to the dealership and you pick it out and, you know, your kids can pick out their car. There's a difference between just being rich and being wealthy. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. That's me. Hopefully that's you listening. And the good man or woman leaves an inheritance for their child. It makes me wonder, well, if you're not leaving an inheritance, you might be missing that good uh, description. So we're going to talk about how you can, again, grow your business in this parallel economy based on God's working principles. Cause hey, I don't know if you knew it, but God's a businessman. The whole Bible is about business. He's a genius when it comes to finances. And so we're going to talk about that today. Answer some of your questions. You can ask a question that's on topic or off topic. If you want to know, you know, why the earth is the shape it is, or if you want to know whatever, we'll talk about it. We'll give you biblical answers. The phone number is 863-682-1430. We're going to get into it just after this break. So you got a chance to grab your pen, your paper, and then we're going to get into it. Welcome back to Ask the Preacher, a call-in talk show where you can have your Bible questions answered with Jonathan Freed. This program is sponsored by Believer's Fellowship Church. Welcome back from the break, everybody. Hey, just a reminder, the phone number to call in, 863-682-1430. You can also go to askthepreacher.com. Just before the break, I mentioned our conversation today. Today, we are going to give biblical principles that will absolutely work when put into practice to help your business not only grow, to help your startup succeed, help your nonprofit organization uh, accomplish its goals, but it's going to help as we continue to head into this bifurcated, this parallel economy. Uh, <clears throat> one resource that, that our team put together, again, 
My name is George. I'm the owner of Polk Technology Solutions. We're a uh, brand strategy design agency, and we help businesses grow. That's what we do. This isn't a sales thing, but you can go to polktechsolutions.com slash radio. It's a webpage we just put up today. It has a free workbook that will kind of go over some of the things we're talking about today. If you own a business, if you know somebody who owns a business, go there. Download the book. There's no that you can't buy anything. There's nothing for you to buy. This is just the knowledge God has given us, and it is a fraction. It is a tenth of uh, a one-hundredth of, of the knowledge that uh, God has put into his Bible for us to grow and succeed in our business. And I'm, I'm talking a little fast today because we have so much to go over. It's literally a book's worth, and I mean that literally because we're writing a book uh, based on all this. But we're going to try to tackle four main topics today. The first one is fear. The second is going to be vision and its importance to your organization. Three is going to be money. What is God's view on this tool? And the fourth thing we're going to talk about is hacking people Kind of. How do we get people to buy our products or our services or join our nonprofit's cause? And so we're going to talk about that. And the first thing I want to talk about is fear. The number one reason and really the only reason that people don't start their business or take their business to the next level, the only reason you haven't started that ministry or that organization that God has put on your heart the only reason is fear. Now, you can come up with lots of little excuses. Well, I don't have the time. I don't have the money. I don't have the resources. But all of those tiny little fruits are grown from the fear tree. You'll make the excuse of, well, I don't have time, and it's because you're afraid you're going to miss out on other things, or I don't have the money. It's afraid. Uh, it's, it's because you're afraid that you're not going to be able to pay your bills or you know, buy the whatever you want to buy. But here's the truth out of God's word. We are not given a spirit of fear. 2 Timothy 1.7 tells us that. It says that we're not given a spirit of fear, but we're given a spirit of power. That word power literally means possession of control. You are given the ability to control. You are given a spirit of love, which is selflessness, and a spirit of sound mind. Sound mind is the vision to succeed. And so when it comes to fear, there's something we got to keep in mind. And I want you to, if you're taking notes today, I want you to write this down. Success is your duty, your obligation, and responsibility. The first thing that God says, not only to man, but about man, is from Genesis Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, and then it's so important, just like Jesus used to say, verily, verily, or truly, truly, he, he would make sure it was repeated and, and important. In Genesis 1, 28, God says the same exact thing again, and he says, what's man's purpose? He said, let us make man in our image and our likeness, and let him take dominion. Let him replenish the earth and let him be fruitful. So be fruitful, take dominion, and multiply. That is what you are here on earth to do. And when God gives you the opportunity to run a business, to work in a small business, or to start a nonprofit organization, it is your duty, your obligation, and your responsibility to be successful. Now, with that in mind, I want you to realize that's not a fearful thing. We learned something else in the Bible, that the bigger the commitment 
the bigger the payoff. Your vision, your desire, it has to be something impossible. It's one of these do or die moments. See, we only sacrifice and we only do a little for something that doesn't matter a whole lot to us. But something that's of big value, something that's really important, will make you do anything. And we see that example on just how valuable we are to God. He gave up everything for you. That's how valuable you were. He took an impossible task, something so impossible that the angels themselves marvel at it. What Paul calls this mystery of salvation. It was something that was just unfathomable. But God did it. He did something big. He gave up everything. And, you know, not to go into the, the too graphic details, but he went as far as having his skin ripped off his bones while he was whipped with a cat and nine tail, hung naked on a cross for everybody to see. For you, he valued you that much. So when it comes to business, knowing that we are called to be successful, we are literally created to take dominion. That means bring under your control just like 2 Timothy says, we're given a spirit of power. We're supposed to be fruitful and we're supposed to multiply. It is your duty, obligation, and responsibility to be successful. And we don't have to be afraid of failure. Because if you are obedient and you put into play the principles that are in God's word, you won't be. It's not possible. It's not possible to fail if you follow God's principles. So <clears throat> that is my encouragement to you. If you have been afraid to take your business to the next level, if you have been afraid to start your side hustle or start a business, go off on your own and, and, and move in the direction that you're felt called to do, if you're waiting to start a ministry, a nonprofit, some kind of organization, do it. Do not operate in fear. Let the excuses go away. Now, with that, we're going to talk about the second uh, subject of today, which is vision and the importance of vision. Proverbs 29, 18 tells us that without vision or for lack of vision, the people perish. That word vision can also be translated into guidance or restraint. Without restraint, without guidance, without vision, the people perish. Now, this has been a really interesting subject for me personally to learn also from a spiritual point of view, because I think of vision, I, I, th I think of dreams as, as well. And you got to dream big when it comes to your business. And again, a reminder, one of the exercises, if you go to polktechsolutions.com slash radio, there's a free workbook, absolutely free. You can't buy anything. There's nothing to buy. It's just a page with this workbook to help you succeed and plan your goals and vision. But one of the things, um, I think the workbook talks about, if not this workbook, one of our other ones, it talks about dreams and why we have dreams. And there's two reasons biblically why we have dreams. One is in Proverbs uh, 29, and the other one is in Jeremiah 33. In Jeremiah 33, it says, at night in visions, when men are fast asleep, God sends them dreams uh, and visions so that they will correct their ways. The wrongdoing, they'll be made aware of and hopefully correct their path. And then the other reason we're given uh, for dreams and visions is, again, Proverbs 29. It's for guidance because without that guidance, without knowing where we're going, we perish. 
another story that we can learn from in the Bible is the children of Israel. They complained and they were kind of wandering in the desert for 40 years. If they had just followed the guidance and vision that was given to them, they wouldn't have had to wander in the wilderness. But they rejected the vision, the guidance that God gave them. They decided to... Uh, rebel against God, and they had to wander for 40 years. Now, granted, God did not abandon them or neglect them. He still miraculously provided for them in the wilderness, but they did not have to do that had they just followed the vision and the guidance. So when it comes to vision, there are three uh, principles that you really got to take into consideration. It's how are you going to raise awareness? How are you going to work efficiently? How are you going to generate revenue? Because without revenue, it's hard for you to operate. People have to buy food. People have to pay for houses. Uh, and so, you know, we got to figure out how do we bring these tasks, these necessities, how do we create a tangible, cohesive, articulate vision together? We could talk about that this whole show, but there's too much I want to go over. So go to polktechsolutions.com slash radio, download the workbook. We got exercises on there to help bring tangible things uh, into alignment so that your vision will be clear. The next thing we're going to talk about, and this is the big one, this is money. People are afraid of money, and here's why. Too many people who are in the world think that money is the key to solutions. And too many people who are in the church think that money is a key to temptation. I'm going to give you a big secret on money. Are you ready for this? Money is not a bad thing. Money is not a good thing. Money is just a thing. It is an object. It is a tool to be used. I want to give you a quick anecdote. About a year ago, I was working on a chicken coop in my backyard, and I was cutting a piece of plywood using four cinder blocks as a foundation. And like many people do, like I was doing at that time, I was using my foot as a way to hold the plywood in place. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm a couple of days, a couple of weeks maybe, into building this ginormous chicken coop mansion, and I had been doing the same method for quite some time. Well, one day when I'm cutting this piece of plywood, God speaks to me in my head. It wasn't a booming voice from heaven. He just speaks to me in my head and he says, if you don't move your foot, you're going to lose it. And I thank him that I did not ignore it away as my own thoughts or imagination. I slid my foot back about 10 inches and just a second or two later, the saw blade got bound in the plywood and it kicked back. And when the saw blade, it's a skill saw, power tool, when it kicked back, I did my best to control it. And when I tried to control it, I ran over my foot and cut the top 25% or so of my foot off. I mean, through the bone, through the tendons, it was, it was not pretty. Uh, had I not listened to God's voice, instead of cutting off the top 25% of my foot or so, I would have cut through where my foot and my ankle meet. It would have been much worse. So after a few, um, <clears throat> admittedly choice words, I told my wife, I need to go to the ER. And that's a funny story in and of itself, but we don't have time for that. The great news about this is the doctor sewed up the wound. They said, oh, you're going to have to go to an orthopedic surgeon because it is a tangled mess down there. Three weeks later, I go to an orthopedic surgeon. They say, Mr. Locke, how are you walking with a boot? I said, huh? I mean, I don't know. Foot seems to be okay. So they take x-rays and they say, well, Mr. Locke, we don't know how to explain this, but... 
your bones and your tendons are back in place. And I said, well, I tell you how it happened. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead quickens our mortal bodies. And there's more to this story. We're going to talk about it and how it relates to money and tools right after the break. You're listening to Ask the Preacher. Join us, 863-682-1430. We'll see you in just a few moments. You're listening to Ask the Preacher with Jonathan Freed, a call-in talk show where you can have your Bible questions answered. It's sponsored by Believers Fellowship Church. Welcome back to Ask the Preacher. It is so nice to have you beautiful people with us. Just a reminder, you can call in, have your questions answered. You can join in on the conversation, 863-682-1430. I am not John Freed. I am George Locke. I am the owner of Polk Technology Solutions. We are a brand design strategy agency. We basically help companies grow. We're like doctors for business. We help diagnose problems and prescribe solutions that actually work. And today we're talking about business and how your business, a business you work in, a startup that you're getting ready to launch, a side hustle or a nonprofit organization, how we can get ready and succeed and grow uh, in this continuing to bifurcate in parallel economy. These are principles that are right out of the word of God that organizations have been using for for decades now to make trillions of dollars to support godlessness. We're going to help teach you how to use those principles which are found in God's word to uh, make your business successful and hopefully make you trillions of dollars for godliness. So just before the break, I was talking about this anecdote story about... uh, when I cut my foot off and the doctors were amazed, you know, I I cut my foot off with a skill saw and they were amazed that uh, just three weeks later, all the bones and tendons were back. And, and uh, it's not often that somebody puts a skill saw through their foot and uh, doesn't require any kind of surgery. And and my foot is fine today. There's a scar where the uh, skin, you know, healed back together, but my toes still work and my foot is pain-free and, uh, to God be the glory. But my kids asked me when this happened, they said, Dad, why why did God let that happen to you? You know, why didn't he tell you to move your foot, you know, all the way off? Or why didn't he stop the saw? And, and I gave them the explanation that was given to me. And the explanation that was given to me by God and that I gave to my children was this. It's kind of like when my children are jumping on the bed. And I walk in the room and I tell them, hey, stop jumping on the bed. And with much protest, they keep jumping on the bed. And I say, okay, okay, go ahead, keep jumping, see what happens. I will watch them and I will let them jump on the bed. And it's just a matter of time before somebody bumps their head or bites their tongue or, you know, something happens where they get a boo-boo. And then I'm able to address their boo-boo right away, make sure they don't get too badly hurt and help them learn a lesson from the school of hard knocks. And uh, so I explained that to them and it made sense to them. And I said, God, let me get a little bit of a boo-boo with the saw. And he, he warned me, he told me to move my foot, but he let me get a little boo-boo so that I would learn to use the tools the right way. And so without fail, every time that I give my kids, uh, you know, a, a dollar for doing a house chore and doing a good job or uh, whenever they get, you know, birthday money or something like that, I will ask them, uh, what is money? And they will say, well, it's a tool. And then I will ask them, what happens if we use a tool the wrong way? And based on this event that happened in our lives where I lopped my top of my foot off, they will say, if we use a tool wrong, 
somebody will get hurt, we will get hurt, or somebody could die. Well, my kids are little. They're, they're you know, seven and five, and I got a couple younger than that. But they have learned through this experience that tools can either build something up or they can destroy a life. And we're talking specifically about our third point here on business. It's money. And like I mentioned before the break, too many people in the world think that money is a building block, a key to solutions. If I just get enough money, my problems will go away. Well, Ecclesiastes 5.10 says, whoever loves money will never have enough of it. And too many people in the church world think, wow, oh, money is, is evil and it's a root and a source of temptation. And that's not what the Bible says at all. In fact, Haggai 2.8, that's an actual book in your Bible. Check it out. It's in the Old Testament. It's a real tiny one. But Haggai 2.8 says that all the gold and all the silver are God's. They belong to him. Gold and silver is God's money. And then Proverbs 13.22, one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible, says that the wealth of the wicked is laid up. That means it is stored. It is there waiting for the righteous and a good man or woman leaves an inheritance for their children. Money is not a good thing. It is not a bad thing. It is a thing. It is a tool to be used correctly. So with that correct thinking of money, how God views money, I want to give you a couple more stories, some principles that we can uh, learn from the Bible in regards to how we run our business and how we treat our money. And this subject, man, there are great mentors out there. There's uh, Robert Kawasaki. He wrote uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and he's got a blog and talks about building wealth. And one of my favorites is Dave Ramsey, Financial Peace University. If your church doesn't offer uh, FPU, Financial Peace University, Go online, find a church or an organization that does teach it. It teaches you how to get out of debt personally. But when it comes to your business, how are we supposed to treat this tool of money? And this is not financial advice for you specifically because everybody's situation is different. You go to the Home Depot, the Lowe's, the Ace Hardware, and you go to the hammer section, the hammer aisle, you will see that there are 12 different kinds of hammers. And each hammer is used for a specific role and a specific purpose. And so money, these are general principles. Don't take this as financial advice for your specific opportunity. Use these principles and wisdom. Proverbs tells us that in everything that you acquire in life, acquire wisdom the most. That is what we are supposed to acquire in this life according to the book of Proverbs, gaining wisdom. So use wisdom, but take these principles and let's figure this out. But one of the things we can we can learn about money is the storehouse principle from Joseph. And most people know the story of Joseph. He has his life and we won't go through the backstory, but he gets sold into slavery in Egypt. He is obedient to God, is faithful to what God has called them to do, ends up becoming the second highest ruler in all the land of Egypt, second only to Pharaoh himself. There's a famine that's getting ready to come upon the whole area. And Joseph, through an interpretation of a dream, we talked about that in the first segment, he was able to understand that it was vitally important to store up resources for the famine that was ahead of him. And then he used those stored resources, 
not just to provide for his family, but he used those stored resources to acquire pretty much all the wealth of Egypt and of the surrounding areas. People would come to him and say, oh, we want food. And he'd say, okay, well, if you want food, you got to you gotta barter, you got to trade, you got to give us money. And so the principle that we can take away that is vitally important to what is coming. If you are not aware of this and you're in business, this is going to be a big news flash for you. We are already in and heading towards a great, great recession or possibly depression. There are so many factors on the stage. Again, there are shows and podcasts and people who talk about this every day, but the short of it is this. At some point in the future, whether it is the very near future, like a couple of days, or whether it is a couple of years from now, the global economy is going to change. And we have a great opportunity right now as people who can use God's business principles to store up resources and in the future, when the whole world is panicking and freaking out and losing their minds, looking for somebody to feed them, you can use your resources to not only provide for your family and your community, but you can use it to build and acquire wealth. Going back to Proverbs 13, 22, the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. A good man leaves an inheritance. So we can learn that principle from Joseph. Uh, Man, there is just so much more I want to talk about when it comes to debt. The Bible says that the borrower is slave to the lender. We shouldn't be in debt. But you know, there's also another principle in Haggai 2.8 that silver and gold is God's money. And there's a way to utilize fake money, fiat currency, your paper dollar that is worth what people believe it's worth uh, worth to to acquire real wealth and God's money. And we could, man, we could talk about it forever, but we just don't have time because we got to get to our fourth point in this last segment. We're going to talk about hacking people, kind of. How do we use God's principles to get people to actually come to our business? You're listening to Ask the Preacher. Today, we're talking about growing your business using God's principles. Join us right after this break. Welcome back to Ask the Preacher, a call-in talk show where you can have your Bible questions answered with Jonathan Freed. This program is sponsored by Believer's Fellowship Church. Welcome back from the break, everybody. I am not Jonathan Freed. I am George Locke. I am the owner of Polk Technology Solutions. We are a brand strategy design agency. We help businesses grow. We're kind of like doctors for your organization. We diagnose root problems and help prescribe solutions that actually work. And today on Ask the Preacher, our very last segment, we only got maybe eight minutes left, 10 minutes left. Oh my goodness, we're gonna try to go through this. We've already talked about <clears throat> the number one and really the only reason people don't start their business that you've been, you feel like you've been called to start your side hustle to make more money, your ministry, your nonprofit, or to take your existing business to the next level is fear. And we talked about how that is not something we should operate in. And we talked about the biblical principles for fear and how it's our duty and our obligation, our responsibility to be successful. We talked about vision and the importance of vision. We have some exercises for you for free. You cannot buy anything. Go to polktechsolutions.com slash radio. Download a workbook. It will give you tools to help bring your vision into alignment, to give you guidance. We talked about money and how it's a tool and the importance of money. And man, there's a billion things we could talk about. <clears throat> but now we're going to get to what I think is probably the coolest part of all of this. 
We're going to talk about how to hack people, kind of. We're going to use God's principles that are found in the Bible, how to communicate to people and how to get them to not just be customers of yours, but how to become evangelists for your organization, uh, to be evangelists for your product or your service. And the the principle that I really want to focus on is real out of Jude. The book of Jude, it's a very tiny book in the New Testament. Jude 1, 23, uh, it says that some are saved by fear. Here's a pretty interesting way that God made us. When God said back in Genesis chapter 1, we talked about that in the first segment, he said, let us make man in our image and our likeness. And theologically, we could talk about what that means, but the short of it is we are a triune being. You are a body, you are a spirit, and you are a soul. Your body is the physical part of you that uh, has to exercise. Your spirit is your will. It is your ability to choose what to do. And your soul is your emotions. To break this down to you very easily, very understandably, it's the way that I um, have explained it to my kids and, and to other people, uh, when you have to exercise, your body might be tired and your body wants to sleep because it's 4 a.m. and you got to wake up to do exercise. Your emotions are grumpy and you're, just let me sleep. I'm going to throw the alarm clock. And your spirit is the part of you that says, no, no, no. I don't care how I emotionally feel. I don't care how tired my body is. I'm going to wake up, drag myself out of bed. I'm going to exercise. And then lo and behold, after some time of exercising, your body starts to like it. There's muscle memory. You get endorphins. You're healthy. Uh, and you emotionally like it. You, you desire it, at least for most people. I don't. I hate exercise. It's terrible. But that's the short. We are a triune being. Now, when it comes to spreading the message of Jesus, he uses a story. The Great Commission is go into all the world, and we find this in the end of each gospel, go into all the world, Jesus is telling his disciples, and, and tell my story. Tell them about God's plan to restore humanity to God through my story and my sacrifice, my death and resurrection. And he uses story to save people. So we know that we're emotional creatures, and the way I like to describe it is human beings are machines. We are driven, we are powered by the engine of emotion, and we are steered by our intellect. And like a car, you can put the car uh, on and you can rev the engine and get the emotions all worked up, and you can turn the steering wheel, but if you don't put the engine into drive, the car's not going anywhere and you're wasting time trying to steer the intellect when the car's not going anywhere. And in the same way, when it comes to business, getting people to buy our product, buy our service, when it comes to having people join our organization, we have to learn to engage people on an emotional level. Once you engage people on an emotional level, you have the engine going, you put it in drive, then you can help steer your viewer with their intellect. And this is a principle that is vitally important for us as business owners, for startups, for nonprofits, for ministries to understand that people, just like in Jude 1.23, it says that some people are saved by fear. You engage people emotionally. 
when we preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and we tell people the good news, we tell people the story of Jesus, it does one of two things. It first convicts them in their spirit, and that goes to their will. It, it, it surpasses their intellect, and it goes straight to the will. But out of that comes an emotional response 99% of the time. And people will make a decision to either follow Jesus or face God on their own based on their own good works. We as business owners must learn to engage people emotionally. But just like Paul warns us, he says, uh, Paul, Paul goes on, he mentions, you know, people are saved, but how can people be saved if there's no preacher to preach to them the good news? Your number one job as a business owner, as a nonprofit organizer, as a person who's getting ready to start up, your number one job, just like the early church, is to spread the good news. For the early church, it was the most important message in the whole world. You can be reconciled to God through what Jesus did. And for your business, the most important news is, here's my product and service. You should be marketing, you should be spreading the good news, but doing so by engaging people's emotions through stories. Once you're able to do that, you're going to be able to build an audience. And I want to leave you with a little bit of information. Again, I want you to go to polktechsolutions.com slash radio. That's polktechsolutions.com slash radio. You can download a free workbook. You cannot buy anything. You cannot uh, sign up for a newsletter. It's a free workbook. I don't even want to know if you downloaded it. If you want to call us later and tell us, that's great. But this is just information for you. We charge a lot of money usually for this kind of information, and we're giving it to you for free. But in the end of this workbook, we talk about what it takes to build this audience, what it takes for you as a business owner, a nonprofit representative, a, uh, somebody who's getting ready to start up, how to actually engage people. And I want you to listen. This is a little excerpt from one of the books that we, uh, we go through with our clients. It says, relationships, making evangelists for your business. A customer buys your product or your service. A transaction takes place, and there's an exchange of value. Once that takes place, the relationship ends. But an audience is a true fan. They extol your values. They join your tribe. They become your business's evangelist. Remember that you have to pay customers to pay attention. That's advertising. But audiences happily give you their time and attention. This is how and why audiences are far better than customers. So to grow your audience, to help spread the good news about your business, you have to do three things. One, be consistent. Show up every day, handle what matters, and don't worry about the results too much. Make small, simple steps and commitments towards the big goals. Keep in mind that action beats intent. There's a ton of biblical principles that that is based off of. Being good stewards, enduring to the end. Step number two is give generously. Don't hold anything back. Be transparent. Do not be afraid to invite people into your world. Let them know how the sausage is made, as it were. Invite them into the factory behind the scenes. The more that you show them your process and who you truly are, the more connected they feel. The Bible is all about relationships. Not only did God so love the world that he gave his only begotten son, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Everything from Genesis 1, 1, the, the very word Bereshit in Hebrew is all about relationship. 
And then the third principle here for growing your business, for making evangelists of your products and services is serving others. Stop selling, start celebrating the people that you serve. When you focus, uh, when your focus is me, you can only ever grow to the size of your own limits. But when the focus is others, your reach is limitless. It's the difference between implosion and explosion, trying to draw everybody to you, to you going out and reaching the world. And again, that kind of goes back to the Great Commission. Hey, thanks for joining us today on Ask the Preacher. I just want to remind you, you can go to askthepreacher.com. You can go to believersfellowship.com. You can also go to polktechsolutions.com slash radio to get a free workbook on all of the things we talked about today. Remember, the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous, and a good man leaves an inheritance for his children. Thanks for joining in. We'll see you next week, everybody. Have a good weekend.